We live. It's a windy day up in upstate New York. The sky is gray, just like the Houston Rockets future. And if you haven't told, if you haven't noticed, the NBA trade deadline was yesterday. Some teams made out very well, and some teams got heavily fleeced. And today, I feel like going over them with you guys. So, first team that we're going over, off the top of my head, the team that is the biggest winner of this trade deadline is the Miami Heat. And here's why. You probably heard some things going around about social media, you know, about uh, how Miami is a very good spot for Victor Oladipo and how Victor Oladipo is not going to re-sign with Houston. Well, Houston waited until the last minute to trade Victor Oladipo and Miami. What I'm guessing is Miami, that was their backup offer. They said, here, you guys, uh, we'll give you a pick swap in 2022, I believe. We'll give you Olenek to, just to make the salaries match, and we'll give you Avery Bradley, who I think is hurt right now even. So – the fact that Miami got Victor Oladipo, who, mind you, was an all-star back like three years ago. The man was an all-star, okay? He's averaging 20, 21, and 5 right now for the Rockets, I believe. And he is not shooting it, the ball at the greatest efficiency. But if you know anything about basketball, you know that that efficiency is going to go up when he doesn't have to be the only one shooting the ball in the first option. You know, because Christian Wood was hurt for the entire time that Victor Oladipo was there in Houston, basically. And I never expected Victor Oladipo's career to turn out like this. I never expected him to get passed around so much as how, how he has now. He's been on three different teams this year. Uh, it, it's it's crazy, man. I, You know, coming out of Indiana, I just I always thought Victor Oladipo was going to be more than he is now. But, you know, he, he's, he is a great player, and that creates this big three sort of dynamic in Miami. Jimmy Butler, obviously going to be the first option there. Bam Adebayo, incredible player. Um, Miami didn't have to give up Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero, interestingly enough. Um, so basically, they keep all their young players, all their young assets, and they get a borderline star player in Victor Oladipo. So Miami, to me, gets an A+. Honestly, Oladipo would have signed with them in the offseason, but this gives them some chance to compete with the Nets and the Sixers and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the next team that I think slightly behind the Miami Heat, who had the best uh, trade deadline, is my Denver Nuggets, who traded Isaiah Hartenstein away, Gary Harris away, RJ Hampton away. They traded a few picks, I believe. and. They got, in return, Aaron Gordon from Orlando and JaVale McGee from Cleveland. Now, if you don't know JaVale McGee, he's a joker, man. He, you know, he's, he, he was on Denver before. I used to watch him when I was real young. Great sort of backup center. You know, Isaiah Hartenstein wasn't cutting it for us. we got to get that backup big play for when Jokic is having a break. And JaVale McGee brings that. You know, he's not – there was talks of him getting bought out too as well. So I'm glad that we were able to get him to Denver. Uh, but the main thing here is Aaron Gordon. Now I am 
a lot higher than on Aaron Gordon than I think a lot of other people are. But the fact that we were able to get Aaron Gordon for Gary Harris, who we all know is going to walk out the door next year uh, in Orlando or whenever his contract expires. And then RJ Hampton, who honestly I wasn't even happy with. Like I, I could care less about RJ Hampton. To me, Aaron Gordon, I want him used in a Draymond Green sort of style of role, but minus the playmaking and taking the ball up the court. He's a great, great, great defender sometimes. And that's exactly what the Nuggets need. The Nuggets really need that defensive versatility. They really need somebody who can just cut to the basket. Jokic is going to be throwing him dimes. Uh, However, this does bring up an interesting question because Aaron Gordon's contract expires the year after this free agency. Aaron Gordon was complaining about how he was wanting to go to a bigger market. I'm pretty sure he was pushing hard to go to Boston. Aaron Gordon's not the level of player to complain about that type of stuff. Um, like if you're Giannis or LeBron, sure, go to a big market. I don't really care. But if you're Aaron Gordon, you shouldn't be complaining about that. Um, that leads me to believe that he may not re-sign in Denver next, uh, the year after this year. If that is the case, I will be pretty mad. But... It's not as bad because the Gary Harris contract is one of the worst in the in the entire league right now, in my opinion. The Gary Harris contract is awful. It's terrible. Um, RJ Hampton, another young guy, and then a pick swap, uh, which honestly, Orlando, I don't know what the protections on that pick is, but like that could be a that could be a pick that we get. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's, I mean, obviously it's not going to be a high pick because the Nuggets aren't going anywhere in a few years. I believe it's a 2023 pick swap. Uh, but Aaron Gordon is going to be getting, I would think he would get around like nine shots a game. He's been knocking down his threes this year. He's, he's had a rough like two game stretch. I believe he shot like one per 10 from three, but Really, Aaron Gordon, just going to be that defensive guy, stellar role player, I think, incoming for the for the Nuggets. Um, I do believe that this makes the Nuggets the second-best team in the West. I think that the Nuggets, with that defensive support that Aaron Gordon gives them and just another option, Michael Porter Jr. is about to be unleashed. I'm on record saying that Michael Porter Jr. should be the no, the number two option on this team instead of Murray, and I still stand by that. I, I, I think Michael Porter could average 30 on any other team, uh, but this is the Nuggets. He's He needs to get more shots per game, but his defensive effort has been really good lately. I believe he's, he's actually uh, leading the team in blocks per game, so that's good. I could ramble on and on about the Denver Nuggets. I mean, they're my favorite team. Uh, from the Magic side of things, I mean, they had to get out from Aaron Gordon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the Nuggets, by the way, an A for this trade. I don't think it's like the best thing. Like, I'd rather have Jeremy Grant right now than Aaron Gordon, but still, it's, it's something. And I actually did predict that this trade was going to happen before the trade deadline. Um, after that we get to go to the Magic side of things. Uh, Magic have blown it all up. 
like I said they should. I think they really need to tank this year. To me, my favorite prospect in this draft, Jalen Green, might be landing in their laps. And if that's the case, they're getting a superstar caliber player. Because don't listen to the hype, man. Jalen Green is the best prospect in this draft. Like, Cade is a close second to me, but Jalen Green could be, like, real, real good. Got in, in, incredible athleticism. Um, and I think that's something that Orlando needs because they haven't had a guard like that since Tracy McGrady. So that's – Tracy McGrady wasn't a guard. He was a shooting guard. But that's what Jalen Green is as well. Man, I'm dehydrated today. Anyways, Magic, uh, they made out all right. I mean, they, they got fleeced in this deal, but honestly, that's not the only issue. They needed to get out of Aaron Gordon. Uh, I give the Magic a B for this trade. Evan Fournier was traded to the Boston Celtics for two second-round picks. This is one of the dumbest trades that I've ever seen. Evan Fournier is at least worth a, a, a first-round pick. Um, Boston uh, did fleece the, the Magic on this. I'm giving the Magic an F for this trade. But I'm giving the Celtics a probably a C. Like, they didn't need... They didn't need to get Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier doesn't fix what this team, like the problems that this team has. Evan Fournier is really going to be like a 14-point-per-game scorer there that may come off the bench. Um, They needed a big man. They traded Daniel Tice to Chicago, I believe. And I... Boston, to me, only gets worse with this trade. I don't understand what they were doing. Uh, Tristan Thompson is not a real big. Uh, I I don't trust Tristan Thompson in the playoffs. Uh, Giannis is going to eat them alive. Embiid is going to eat them alive. Whoever they play in the first round, they're getting bounced in the first round. Uh, I, I, I'm sad about Boston because I, 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 even though they did fleece the Magic in this, it was a dumb trade for them because they didn't need Evan Fournier. It, he, he doesn't mean anything to him. Uh, moving on to the biggest trade of the day, uh, Nikola Vucevic, the all-star center for the Magic, averaging 24 points per game, is headed to Chicago as alongside Alfruk Aminu, who is one of the bad contracts in this league today. Uh, in exchange for two first-round picks that are that have protections on them, Wendell Carter and Otto Porter Jr.'s contract. So this is the issue with this trade. Chicago is going to be a good team, right? I think it's kind of solidified the top five teams in the East. It's Miami, Boston, not Boston, now Miami, Chicago. Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Brooklyn. And to me, Brooklyn is the championship favorites right now, and overwhelmingly so. But this allows Chicago to get a top-five seed because Nikola Vucevic is having the best season of his career right now. Wendell Carter, in the few Bulls games that I've watched this year, he hasn't been good. Um, I do watch a lot of Rusty Buckets and uh, of – uh, Kenny of the fourth quarter, or no, not Kenny of the fourth quarter. And come on, man. Did I really say that? 
Kenny Beecham, king of the fourth quarter, a.k.a. king of shot town, Chicago. And they are very mad at Wendell Carter and a lot of their young guys right now. Um, the What I do want to say, though, is the defensive upside of Wendell Carter and Jonathan Isaac is insane. I think that the Magic could have a top five defense in the very near future. Wendell Carter is a great help defender when he's on. I still think he has that sort of potential. And then Jonathan Isaac blocking shots. Jonathan Isaac is an actual good defender, like a freakishly good defender. Those two in the injury room is going to be lethal, but like them on the court is probably going to be even more. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I like this trade for the magic, but for Chicago, um, the two picks are really irrelevant to me. I, Orlando doesn't even draft well either. So, I mean, and Chicago is going to be a good team anyway, so it, it, it don't really matter. Um, Otto Porter is also going to walk out the door just like Gary Harris. Um, Nikola Vucevic is now paired along Zach Levine in the Windy City. I am split about this move. I like it. However, I think that the Bulls are a little bit uh, top-heavy. with. So they got Zach Levine. They got Nikola Vucevic. They got their two all-star uh, caliber players at the top. However, who is their point guard? Who the hell is playing point guard for the Bulls? I don't think Kobe White's anything good. I think he's real overrated. Um, and... Kobe White's not playing shooting guard because he can't pass the damn ball. So who's who's playing uh I mean point guard? Who's playing point guard for Chicago? I don't understand. If Chicago were to get um uh Lonzo Ball, that, that would be unrealistic. They there's no way they would be getting Nikola Vucevic and Lonzo Ball. It it just won't happen. So that is one question with the Bulls. Uh overall though, I'm gonna give the Bulls a B plus on this trade, leaning towards an A. However, I just I don't think Vucevic is that caliber of player that can change a franchise like that uh, to make them a top three seed. They'll definitely make the playoffs, and they might give a team trouble in the first round. I, I honestly think they could get past the, the the first round, but for the Magic side of things, I'll, I'm giving them a a B just because they. Wendell Carter and Jonathan Isaac is just such like this would have been an F trade for the Magic if they hadn't uh, acquired Wendell Carter because I think Wendell Carter could still be something alongside uh, Ji there. Um, now for some trades that I thought were going to happen but they didn't. Uh, I didn't think that Lonzo Ball was going to get traded. I, I think that. Having shooters and chemistry around Zion is just one of the one of the better things that you can have. Uh, Lonzo has, to me, earned a spot uh, in my heart because I hated Lonzo Ball as a prospect. I thought he was so bad. I I kind of predicted the first few years of his career that his jump shot was going to be broken and everything, and he was going to be a massive bust. 
However, he's he he's not a bust anymore, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 man. That man is wet. That man is wet from behind the arc. I'm telling you, Lonzo can shoot the lights out on certain occasions. Now, I did say last year that he was streaky. And we're going to have to see, but this hot streak is lasting a little bit too long for me to discredit Lonzo anymore. I really like how good of a defender he is, and I think that that's very valuable to the Pelicans because obviously we know that Zion is not the best defender in the world. Uh, Far from it, actually. So to not have a defensive power forward and whoever their center is now, Steven Adams, doesn't fit well for the team. I, I, I have a hard time fathoming the fact that Steven Adams is on the Pelicans. It makes me mad. I wish that the Pelicans were able to acquire someone like Bobby Portis in the offseason. One of these stretch bigs like Brooke Lopez would have made life so much easier for uh, for Zion. But, you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, New Orleans is a historically incompetent franchise, and Zion's going to have to deal with it. They also extended Steven Adams this year. Uh, so... That's not a surprise for me. I like the I like the confidence that New Orleans is showing in Lonzo because they came into this year, they didn't extend him, and then they said, we're going to give you a year to prove yourself, and he has proved himself, and now he's going to get paid by the Pelicans, I believe. Um, some more uh, – oh, Kyle Lowry. I have to talk about that. The biggest loser of this – uh, trade deadline besides the Houston Rockets is the LA Lakers. The LA Lakers, the fact that they didn't trade Taylor Horton Tucker for Kyle Lowry, a Hall of Fame player, is mind boggling. Taylor Horton Tucker, and I've, I've said this, he is the new version of Tyler Hero, where a certain fan base gasses him up to be all that. And he's not actually that good. Taylor Horton Tucker is the like probably the eighth best player on the Lakers. I mean, Schroeder, KCP, Montrez, AD and LeBron, obviously, and uh Alex Caruso, I'd even rather have than Taylor Horton Tucker. It's like he's a young, young player, man. Why? What's the point? He was like a late first-round pick, I believe. What's the point in keeping Taylor Horton Tucker when you could trade for Kyle Lowry? It just doesn't make sense. The fact that the Lakers might actually have to be in the play-in tournament is scary because the Lakers don't – the Lakers are getting complacent, man. I can see it. I can see it. The Lakers are getting complacent, and it's going to come back to bite them. Because this next team is hungry. That's going to be it for this episode. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. You can follow my Twitter at DD88Hybrid. And we'll see you later. Peace out.